Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. And welcome everyone to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. I am your fill-in host today, Elliot Serrano. Uh, you've heard me on the show before. Patty refers to me as her chief geek officer. And generally, whenever um, she needs someone to come in and pinch hit for her, uh, she asks me. She's got a really deep bench, if you ask me. So I'm always privileged when she says, hey, Elliot, can you come in and sit in? Um, Patty's taking a day off to take care of business. She's got a lot of business going on. She wants to take care of that. She asked me to come in and cover for her today. And so today I'm in studio to bring my own little brand of, of, of um, progressive talk. I'll tell you right now what we're going to do today. As I was listening to the previous show, and things got really hot just then. I was hearing some, there were some folks calling in, and they, and I'm looking at the text line too, and I'm reading some stuff here on the text line. I'm like, what I want to do just right now for at least the next hour is I want to kind of bring the temperature down a little bit. We're going to cool off a bit. Um, yes, you are welcome to call in and talk about the, the topics that you care about. Of course, always, you are always welcome to call us here at uh, 773. Uh, 763-9278. That's 773-763-WCPT. Uh, but, um, and just because uh, Patty's resident geek uh, is in studio, it doesn't mean that we won't touch on any anything political. In fact, my guests and I have a couple things we wanted to talk about. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to talk about some things uh, that I feel are re- relevant to pop culture. We're going to talk about a... I'm going to tell you... When I was doing research for today's show, um, there were a lot of things I was considering um, co- going over because I really wanted to find something that resonated with people, things, something that people cared about. And I'm going to tell you right now, it jumped in my lap last night. The topic jumped in my lap last night as I was going um, through my um, all my little social media tabs when I, was, when I read the news, when I get caught up, reading Politico, reading um, the, the, um, the Guardian, uh, let's see, my, my um, Washington Post uh, subscription expired, so I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck behind a paywall now, so I can't catch all that. Uh, but um, it jumped up at me, and it was from a, it was from a site outside of all my regular, um, my regular news feed items. So that is what in the business, the radio business, we call a tease. I'm gonna, <laughs> so we'll be talking about that part. That's something I, I have a feeling this thing's going to burn the phone lines up. People are going to be calling about this. I am confident that that's going to happen. Uh, but we are going to try to bring the temperature down a bit, talk about some fun things, uh, talk about some geeky things, and talk about, uh, of course, hap- things that have happened around the world. We're almost up to New Year's. Um, New Year's Eve is this weekend. The New Year's holiday is coming up this weekend. And uh, we're going to have a lot of folks who are going to be doing their little retrospectives. They're going to be talking about what has happened in the year 2022. And uh, that's what I'm going to want to ask you folks that too. How was your 2022? Because I'm going to tell you, eh, I'll be honest, it wasn't. 
the best year for me. It wasn't like 2022 was great, but I got to admit, it didn't beat me up like, let's say, 2020 did. Well, you know, 2021 started letting up on me. I think uh, 2022... Probably, if anything, it took pity on me. And I said, okay, we've put this kid through enough. Let's let's let him get up off the ground. Let's let him, you know, walk over and get his catch his breath and go on to, you know, li- live and do things. So I want to hear how did your 2022 go? We will be talking about the year in review. And I do have a guest in studio today to talk about um, the year in review among all the many other topics that we're going to explore today. He is John Clark, a good friend of mine. Um, we, uh, John and I have known each other for some time now, and it's funny that uh, today was a very, uh, something happened today that has to do with how our friendship started. Uh, John Clark is known um, as one of the hosts of the podcast Caffeinated Comics, and he and I also work on a podcast called the MCU Review, and we talk about um, the Marvel movies. Uh, but uh, John, what happened today that is so notable, and what does it have to do with us knowing each other? Yeah, because everything revolves around us. <laughs> um, yeah. First of all, I want to say it's nice to be in the studio. Uh, uh, the last three years, as I said, we've done podcasts uh, together. Uh, since 2020, I've only seen you through a screen, and now I get to look over a screen <laughs> and see you. Well, you had a nice set. Well, before that, we would actually, you had your home studio. We would have a nice setup, you know, with the microphones and all those things. I did. And, I also yeah. had a house. You know? <laughs> 2020 was rough on me today. <laughs> but today is actually the 100th birthday of Stan Lee. Stan Lee, of course, passed away a few years ago, so he's not around to celebrate. But this would have been the 100th. 100th birthday. Can you explain to the general populace? I mean, most folks know who Stan Lee is because um, he was a a personality outside of where he came into what us geeks and nerds know as the comic book industry. But who was Stan Lee? Yeah, I think if you know anyone that's ever worked in comic books, it would be Stan Lee. Uh, Stan uh, created most of the Marvel Universe, which of course now is a billion dollar empire, but he created all the characters from Spider-Man to the Hulk to the Fantastic Four to the X-Men, pretty much all the core characters of the Marvel Universe. He was also one of the most promotional figures that have ever been in the comic book space. He would he would constantly do shows like this, but going back to the 60s and 70s. He was a fixture at the conventions. When they started to do animated series, uh, Spider-Man cartoons, uh, he would do voiceover and narrate. So he was the most public figure of comic books, as well as one of the most prolific figures. He had cameos in every Marvel movie up until his passing with Endgame. So uh, if you've seen the glasses and the mustache, uh, and it's not Groucho Marx, (laughs) or Ned Flanders for that matter, uh, you know Stanley. Yeah. And and so uh, John and I actually first met, I want to say it was 2008? No, 2012. No, no. I think 2012, yeah. 2012, when I had the privilege of being the moderator 
for Stan Lee's, um, one of his last appearances in Chicago it would be for the C2E2 Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo um, at McCormick Place that year. Um, I think Stan would, he would really, um, because he was getting up in age and his health, he was having health issues, he would really start uh, paring back the number of public appearances. So I want to say that would be his last big appearance in Chicago at that point. I know he'd, he'd been around, but it's like we're talking the main stage at C2E2, it, being the moderator for his panel, probably the biggest panel I will have ever worked. I've moderated, hosted other panels, um, Anne Rice, um, the, the 24 panel you know, from the Kiefer Sutherland show. So many. This is the one, though. This was the one that would pretty much make my all-time highlight reel because Stan Lee, as you said, the father of Marvel Comics, I, you know, idolized him for for decades. And they, the folks at C2E2 asked me if I would be, this is, I will never forget it. They asked me if I would be interested in hosting his panel. And if not, who could I find? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what? No, 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 so no. there was a chance you'd go, ah, yeah, Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave. He need, I'm going to kick him a bone. But no, but I ended up doing that, and it was huge. I'm telling you, it was incredible, the energy in that room. Um, get to be on, on stage with Stanley. Mind you, every, I went up there with a prepared um, list, a script, uh, a lot of which had to get thrown out because... Um, there were like folks saying, okay, Stan needs you to do this. Um, there were some promotional folks said, we need you to bring this up. And I was like, okay. And it was just winging it. It was, I was doing improv with Stan Lee for a good 45 minutes, which in itself can be a challenge because he's, um, what was happening, he was very hard of hearing. And he, uh, I, I think he set me up at one point for a joke because before we go on stage, you said, Elliot, oh, your Stanley is way better than mine. Well, I don't know what he's going to say, but he would go, Elliot. Elliot, right. That's what I got. He, goes, he goes, I need you to repeat. the. When people ask me a question, I need you to repeat it for me because I can't always hear it. And so people would come up and then we had a little, we figured out this little routine where he'd talk. And then as the first was saying was a bit, I'd lean over and I would like say into Stan's ear, okay, this is what they're saying. Da, 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 da. Like the consigliere. Of kind of. Yeah. Um, and at one point it's like, uh, Stan asked this, uh, this person asked their question and Stan looks at me and I went, I went, this is what they said. He goes, Oh, I heard them. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, called me out in front of everybody there, which was, which was hilarious. I go, Oh, wow. He's ribbing me. Uh, because that's what it felt like. It felt like I was just sharing these moments with Stanley and he was joking with me too. Uh, and I think that's what he was so good at. I mean, you talk about him being a representative for Marvel in all these different things. I think, also, he had such great like people skills. When you were with yeah. him, if you really got a chance to talk to him and and interact with him, which I got to say, getting to talk to him beforehand on stage for a few minutes, you know, getting, you know, he even say he's like joshing with me and telling me, okay, Kai, okay, kid, be be easy on me, you know, be kind. I went, oh, don't don't worry, you'll be fine. And then afterwards, um, when we got off, he was saying how how he enjoyed the whole progress, the whole panel, and how it progressed. Um, it was huge for me. But then, of course, 
Well, then outside, I, I passed you, and uh, in a rare moment for me, because I am not an extroverted individual, uh, I went over and, and just said, hey, man, nice job, and <laughs> kept walking, and then I, uh, I believe my ex-wife said, he has a podcast to his podcast, and then in a couple of weeks, you came over. And then uh, we've uh, we've done each other's podcasts regularly. Now we have one, and we're at the point now where we're, we're in a radio station. And I just gave you some Star Wars figures for Christmas. That, yeah, I'm telling you, it was a, the Han Solo and Luke Skywalker I've been looking for. So I appreciate that. Christmas has been good to me this year. It's been a good. Oh, that's good. I got socks. <laughs> it, it sounds like a joke, and I literally got socks. Like my uh, my two sons. Did the old gag of like they they put in a television box and then there was a box and a box and a box and a box <laughs> and it was socks and I went oh great that's not it is it it was it <laughs> and then my girlfriend was there and uh, she gave me socks with house pants and I said all I got was socks and she said no you got house pants. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have sneezed at socks. I mean, I, you always, I'm like Dumbledore. You can never have enough socks. Yeah, I have lots of socks with holes in them. But literally, <laughs> the, when you tell someone about a terrible Christmas, the go-to is socks. You don't say, "Oh my God, all I got was a tie." You don't say, "Oh, all I got were, were cookies." You say, "All I got was socks." Well, I can top that, but I'm not going to. Can you top it this year? Not this and year. It doesn't matter because it's in the past. <laughs> this year, no, this year I was getting uh, lots of fleece blankets. People were getting me nice, comfortable fleece throws, which I was like, I like these. I also have a dog. My dog loves fleece throws. So I'm like, no, this is for the dog. Your this dog needs dog. like seven fleeces she, to cover. She its, does. Its body. That's a gigantic dog. She's huge. Yes, she needs plenty of fleece throws. The moment she realized that if she gets on the couch and I throw a fleece on her, boom, that's it. She's done. She's mm-hmm. She gets nice and toasty and all those things. But yeah, but we have Stan Lee to thank for uh, for being uh, for getting to know each other and being friends for right. a long time. I mean, we've seen each other through a lot together. Yeah, no, we've we've worked together a lot. We talk pretty much almost every day through text. To text, and yeah, we we've gone through several life changes, which it's not that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> we've both gone through divorces. <laughs> yes, you. I think you were divorced. Mine? No, I was, uh, you could. It we, might have felt like it was happening. It was we no, it was happening for a while yeah. there. Yeah. Well, with, for those of you out there, I will say that and. Uh, I'll open also up to the phone lines. Again, 773-763-WCPT, 773-763-9278. Um, I know we're being you know, kind of like flippant about it. But, you know, this is that time of year, too, especially around the holidays when people, you might be going through things and you might be having a hard time. And you want if you want to share and talk about what this year, what changes this beer brought you, uh, we'd love to hear about it. So, uh, Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we've got a break coming up, and I'm gonna. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Sorry, to, it's like she's a downer. All right. Merry Christmas. Call in about your divorce. <laughs> right after the break. Chicago's progressive talk. WCPT eight twenty, where facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT eight twenty. Yeah, everybody. Yes, this is Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. If you're sitting in your car right now and you're wondering, what is going on? Why do I not hear the warm, comforting voice of Miss Patty Vasquez uh, talking me through 
my um, my drive now, which I know if you are on the expressway right now, you're probably getting a little uh, irritated <laughs> by things. I'm I'm when I do traffic in a bit, I keep looking at this board. Oh my goodness, the delays keep piling up. I feel really bad for you out there. Um, I am Elliot Serrano. I'm a fill-in co a fill-in host for Driving at Home with Patty Vasquez. Um, if you've listened. To my guest stints on the show before, uh, Patty refers to me as her chief geek officer. I'm also the manager of community engagement for the Anti-Cruelty Society. But I must qualify everything I say today on WCPT's Progressive Talk. Is all the points of view expressed by myself are mine and mine alone and do not reflect those of anyone other than myself, especially my employers at the Anti-Cruelty Society, who, by the way, are wonderful, wonderful people. And if you're looking for an organization to support at the end of the year, looking for that tax write-off uh, for those end-of-year donations, you want to go to anticruelty.org forward slash donate. Uh, they make it really easy for you to make a donation to them there. The Anti-Cruelty Society is Chicago's oldest and oldest, largest, and most comprehensive animal welfare organization with services that go beyond just helping animals. We're talking about addressing every aspect of the human-animal relationship, whether it be I'm helping animals in need or even the people who have pets that need support. Uh, we have a program I talk about all the time. It's called Friends Who Care, where we provide uh, pet food. Uh, we deliver pet food for free. We send this to seniors in need. They get um, uh, shipments regularly to support their cats and dogs. I know for a fact that program needs financial support. If you um, uh, are concerned about the seniors in your community, seniors in the city of Chicago, and want to make sure that they're getting support for their pets, please consider a donation to the Anti-Cruelty Society. Anyway, so now that I've made my bosses happy there and they can't yell at me. (laughs) For leaving early? For leaving early. (laughs) I'm on vacation this week, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, uh, John and I were, were reminiscing a little bit about how we met, and this is the 100th birthday of Stan Lee, the founder of Marvel Comics. Well, you know, um, people call him the father of Marvel Comics because he created all the characters that uh, became popular throughout the 60s, 70s, and 80s, then really become a huge part of pop culture once uh, Marvel Studios is founded. Um, a lot of folks, I always point to Marvel Studios, and this is a little nerd talk for folks. Um, if you listen to Mar- uh, comic book nerds talking about the movies, we always refer to something called the MCU, meaning the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, the MCU is um, the is are the films that were produced by Marvel when Marvel Studios was its own entity. It wasn't um, uh, Marvel producing stuff for distribution through someone else. Um, uh, like the, a lot of folks will say, "Wait, wasn't Blade the first Marvel movie?" You know, because it's called Blade with Wesley Snipes, which yes was produced by Marvel and was a Marvel character, but not part of what we call the MCU because there was no Marvel Studios back then. When the MCU was started, um, the official start of the MCU would be with the movie Iron Man starring Robert Downey Jr. That's when, boom, that's when the Marvel movies would really become huge. And to the point where um, Disney would buy Marvel Studios. Why? Because they didn't have an in to the young boy market that they just, you know. 
Like Disney back then, were, were all about the Disney princesses, and they had they had the the young girls market sewn up. You know that was their main market you know, to young females. Um, they were always looking for something to pr- appeal to young boys. So they would buy Marvel, and then later on would find uh, end up buying Lucasfilm, uh, where the the ones who created Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And now they own that, market. and now they own them. They own all of it. They would buy the Muppets. You know, which is something unheard of. I remember going to Disney World and uh, going into the Muppet 4D uh, ex- uh, adventure or what the ex- exhibit. The, not even exhibit. It was a show, right? Yeah, still exists. It's it, still there. It's still up in Orlando and but, I believe in Anaheim. Right, and it was like you would think it's a. Um, it's not even a licensed thing anymore. It's now Disney owns them. Um, so huge, huge. Um, um, the fact that the Mar- the MCU now being what it is. Um, is is makes billions of dollars, not just in movie profits, but also in um, in mar- merchandising, right? Right, and it's fun to think that when Stan created these characters, they were a very small uh, comic book company, way below DC. You know, they were barely hanging on, and he, uh, Stan was working there and could mostly get the artists that weren't getting work at DC. So they weren't even. A comic book being a small niche and was looked down on even then. Uh, they weren't even the biggest of that anthill. Yeah, and it's uh, Superman was the biggest character back then, right? Yeah. Superman and even Batman. Uh, yeah, Batman. Batman with the TV show, but when uh, Stanley was creating these characters, this is in the early '60s. We didn't have that Adam West '60s show. Batman wasn't that big a deal. It was really people said Superman and superheroes as one and the same. Right. The way you would say, like, Coke and Cola in the right. same breath. And it's funny, too, that uh, as the story goes, Stanley, what did he say? He thought he was going to get fired from his job. He wanted to quit. He wanted to quit? All right. So his wife said to him, look, if you're going to quit, why don't you just write a comic book the way you want to? Just to stop following the formula. Just do it the way you want to. And then you can say you did it and then quit. And that's when he would create uh, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four, because he was asked by his publisher to copy the Justice League. Right. Which now we've had a movie of the Justice League, which tried to copy Marvel to the point where they hired their that director <laughs> in midstream. And um, and it went huge. It's like the, the next thing you know, Marvel became this uh, outstrip DC as far as publishing and popularity and, and just opening it up to a new market. Um, and that would, of course, you know, lead to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So um, I want to say... We have a we have Lisa. We know you're on the line, but we've got a couple things we got to do real quick before you bring you on. So hold tight. I know you're there. Lisa wants to talk about how her year went. Uh, but before we do that, I do believe we've got another traffic report. There's new information. Explosive new information. It's how every day starts. The need for information. Get the info you need from Santita Jackson. Weekday morning starting at six on WCPT eight twenty. Remember when you get to work to hop over to WCPT820.com or the TuneIn Radio app and stream The Stephanie Miller Show weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. Because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT820. 
Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. Can't call into the show? Now you can text Patty at the same number you use to call us. 773-763-9278. Thanks to our texting sponsor, Camp Kupugani. Register today at multiculturalcamp.com. 773-763-9278. And this is Elliot Serrano, your fill-in host for Driving at Home with Patty Vasquez. Uh, I am here today with uh, my special guest in studio, John Clark of the Caffeinated Comics Podcast. We're talking about the 100th uh, 100th birthday of Stan Lee, what Stan Lee meant to the formation of Marvel Comics and the Marvel Studios and really his influence on pop culture. We're also talking about how our year went. This is the time of year when um, when we're reflecting on what 2022 was like for us. So I know she's been waiting for a bit. Lisa in Wisconsin, you called in. You wanted to tell us how your year went. Lisa, first, thank you so much for calling in and thanks for sharing with us. How are you at this very moment? I need to know. I'm trying to hang in there. It's my pleasure to call in. Um, yeah, well, first of all, it started off on New Year's Eve, which I know is really 2021, but um, I took a bad fall because um, just in my house, I hadn't been drinking or anything like that, but um, I was trying not to step on one of my little dogs, and I took a really bad fall, and I may have broken my wrist. I either badly sprained it or broke it. I never went to the doctor, but I, I permanently messed it up. So that was the very beginning of the year. Um, and then later on in the year, um, I had some eye problems, and I didn't go to the doctor for a couple of months. I finally went because I started to realize that there was something more than just, you know, irritation or whatever. And I was diagnosed with a, a condition called nodular degeneration of the cornea. Um, in between that, um, my mom was dealing, well, we've been dealing with my mom with um, Alzheimer's and we had to put her into a facility on uh, June 30th. But, and all these things are bad and there's a ton of other smaller things in between, I mean, just on and on and on. But um, the worst thing was in January, um, one of my little dogs got sick, and um, I, I vacillated taking him to the vet. I thought maybe he was going to feel better or whatever, and I finally took him to the vet, and, to the emergency room, and um, waited there forever, like five hours before they finally told me anything. And they recommended exploratory surgery because they did an X-ray, and they saw some things in his belly, and or his intestines. Long story short, um, did the surgery, and he made it through the surgery, but I lost him a few hours later. And um, it had this really affected me. I was just um, tormented. I mean, I, I was basically bawling my eyes out every day all the way through August, and I tried to, you know, finally take, my, take myself, you know, in stride or whatever, and, you know, push away thoughts of him because it's just wreaking havoc with my emotions, you know, in a very non-healthy way. And he was only three and a half. So that was a really difficult thing. I mean, it's always difficult to lose a pet. I'm an extreme animal lover and um, this is just made a wreck of me. So I'm hoping for a better year in 2023. Um, And I also wanted to mention that 
I donate um, $50 to the um, ASPCA every month and 15 to the Humane Society. And on occasion, I also do, um, you know, singular donations. So I will do that for uh, the ASPCA as well because I'm just a huge, huge animal lover. Well, thanks for sharing that, Lisa. I want to ask, I mean, um, how many pets do you have now? Oh, you're going to be, you're going to think I'm totally crazy. Um, first of all, I have four horses, which is down a lot from what I used to have. Wow. They're all getting up there. They're in their 20s. Um, one will be 30. Oh, she's either 30 now or next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, at the time that I lost that little guy, I had um, five Pomeranians, and then, you know, I lost him, and then I had three other larger dogs. And then when I, after I lost him, I ended up getting two more Pomeranians. So now I have nine dogs. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I mean, they're like, how many are Pomeranians now? Like five, Um, six, Six, see that Pomeranian Pomeranian counts for like a third of a dog. Okay. I agree with you. So I think, so six, a third, I think that counts as two and then the bigger dogs. Yeah. So you really don't have any, Um, but I will say, and, 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 and I would say, you know, I mean, you do understand that you, you did everything you could do. And, and sometimes I think a lot of people had, it's funny. I would look at um, my Facebook page, and a lot of my friends had health issues with their pets. And boy, was it tough getting to see a vet. I'm telling you, yeah. COVID wreaked havoc not on just our, our the, on human health care systems, but also our pet health care. So you know, a lot of vets were um, you know weren't able to take appointments. I mean, I got to commend you that you were even even able to get your pet in to see a vet, um, and all well, those things. Emergency, yeah, the emergency rooms. Have been just crazy because yeah. um, I was back now that that happened in January. I'm like, you know, I'm pins and needles. Anytime anybody does anything, you know, like if they throw up one time, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, I get very scared and I'm ready to run to the vet almost immediately. Um, you know, even it, you know, I just like, for example, this past week, um, one of my dogs was eating in a sequestered room because I have to watch, you know, separate them, et cetera, so mm-hmm. there's not issues. And um, after I after she had eaten, I found a bead from a, a Christmas garland on the floor, a little mm-hmm. tiny one, but mm-hmm. Pomeranian. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, what if she ate one of those? So mm-hmm. I ended up <laughs> bringing it over to the vet to see if they could, you know, whether whether they thought there'd be an issue. And I had her with me. I didn't have an appointment. I had her with me, and they're like, well, we can go ahead and X-ray her. You know, I mm-hmm. said, well, you know, you X-ray the bead first to see whether it shows up on the X-ray because we didn't know if it was plastic or metal. Anyway, long story short, she's fine. I don't know if she ate one, but if she did, it's not, you know, not an issue. But I'm just like on pins and needles anytime anything goes wrong because I don't think I could stand it if I lost another one. I mean, I love that little dog. As much as I love my mom or loved my dad before I lost him or anybody I've ever been with, my husband, et cetera, you know, he was just a dear, sweet, wonderful member of my family. And um, it's really hard to get past. And I did screw up. Um, I waited a number of hours before I took him over because I kept on thinking, you know, he wasn't like throwing up and throwing up. You know, he threw up a couple of times and I thought, you know, I had situations in the past where dogs had thrown up and they'd been fine, you know. And I waited. I shouldn't have waited, but I didn't realize it was anything serious. And I... I wish I hadn't waited. So, um, you know, red flag to anybody out there, you know, be careful. 
At the, at the same time, Lisa, I, mean, I want you to give yourself some credit because there are times when it isn't something and it's a good chance that what what it was it wouldn't have mattered, whether you, you know, whether it was an hour or whatever. I mean, so um, yeah. well, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, you know, you, you, you're following your instincts, but you're doing the best you can and you did the best you can. So I don't want you to, you know, I know it's hard. Trust me, as someone who has gone through similar things, um, you know, you do second guess yourself yourself, you doubt yourself, you wish you could have done this or that. But you know what? Um, I always fall back on this. They know they know their love. They knew they were loved when they were with you and that's what matters most. Yeah, he was treasured. He was just such a little little sweet guy. I mean <laughs> it was so funny because, you know, I had a couple of males and, you know, Sometimes they hump each other, and if he did that to the other male, the other male would get so mad and growl at him, you know. But if the other one did it to him, he's just like, whatever, you know. And it's like this, he started to scrap with him. The little guy that I lost was just like, whatever, dude, you know. He wouldn't even, like, snap back, but he wouldn't cower either. He's just like, <laughs> you know, he was just like the coolest dog, and he was just had such an effervescent personality, just so happy, you know, and energetic, and just a wonderful little loving dog. And, and he had a great life with you. He had a great life with you. I hope so. I right. hope so. I'm, 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 I think I have a, I think I'm a good judge of this. I'm pretty sure that, that he did. All right, Lisa. Thanks so much. Can I, can I wish you a much greater 2023 that all your pets get through nice and healthy and that, um, you know, you know, trust your spidey sense, as they say. You know when something's going wrong. Uh, but understand, you know, that sometimes it just happens. It's no matter what you do, it just happens. So don't beat yourself up, okay? Well, I thank you. I thank you very much. I hope for a better year, and I hope that you have a great year as well. I appreciate that, Lisa. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Okay. Um, I would say, especially when it comes to pets, man, that is tough. And it's been a lot, it's been really tough for um, people. I know, uh, John, you went through something like that too. Yeah, my cat passed away uh, uh, late 2021. So it wasn't a 2022 thing, but he was 20 years old. Yeah. Uh, I was called him my pre 9 11 cat. Yeah. And his brother passed away at 13 and he lived to 20. Yeah. But um, by the time I finally took him in, he. Uh, I took him in about three times over a year because he was so listless, and they were like, "No, he's fine. No, he's fine." And then the third time, they're like, "I think it's time." Right. So, and it, you know, and it it was tough, but the the upside of that is I still have all the good memories that I had of him. And within a couple of weeks, uh, I had the room to take in a new cat that needed a new cat. <coughs> and uh, now that has been my cat for a year, and he's a twelve year old cat. He was already a senior cat. But he needed he needed a, a safe, warm, loving place to live, and he would not have gotten along with the twenty year old. So you know, you know, it, as they pass on, you remember them, but it leaves room open for your next pet. Yeah, that's what everyone kept telling me when my cat Sinbad passed away. I've, I had so many people saying, "Well, you know, the time will come. You know, don't don't close yourself off to bring in a new pet because there's so many out there that need help." Um, and I do believe uh, Lisa struck a chord with a lot of folks. So we have Brian and Joliet who wanted to chime in, and I think uh, uh, Brian, did you have something you wanted to make sure Lisa heard? If Lisa's still out there. Uh, yes, uh, I don't know if this will help or not. I have lost pets in my life, and it is a terrible feeling. And uh, I have a master's degree in uh, philosophy, and uh, part of that is philosophy of religion and metaphysics. And although I am a Christian, uh, unlike most, I am a believer in uh, reincarnation. 
So and karma and a bit of Buddhism in there. Uh, but uh, the ancient Greek philosopher Plato believed in transmigration of the soul, uh, and humans can be reincarnated as animals, and eventually animals can be reincarnated as humans. So, ultimately, it's not impossible uh, that uh, uh, owners of pets and their pets can be united in the afterlife, just as we or most people hope uh, to be reunited with their loved ones in the afterlife. Was it Mark Twain said, if uh, I want to go to the heaven where dogs are, I don't want to go to the heaven where um, human beings are, because that's not, that's not heaven. heaven. Uh, yeah, Brian, you know, I, I kind of subscribe to that same, same belief that, yeah, we do, once, once this time that we have here in this, on this planet, in this realm, in this level of reality, once that time is up, we, you know, our soul, what we are, is brought up into a, an, onto the next level. And that's where everyone else is, you know, while our, the ones that we've loved, the other souls that we've known. I like to believe that we're reunited with them before we move on to even the next place after that, which, um, if, oh, the good place. That's a good show for folks who, who have not, uh, if you want a, a, a um, philosophy on what happens in the afterlife, and I think, Brian, I don't know if you watch it, but I think you would be fascinated by, if you haven't seen the whole, the whole show, at least watch like the, the last episodes of the final season where they pretty much reveal what, you know, the afterlife is like, or at least what the showrunners believe. That, please? The Good Place. The show is called The Good Place. The last I saw it was on Netflix now. It was an NBC show. Yeah, it was on Netflix. Um, but uh, at the very end, they reveal, you know, Michael Schur, who's the creator of the show. It's like his his whole, you know. Yeah, but, he, was the, he was the creator of Parks and Rec. So yeah. this was the next show he did. And it was a smaller show. Ted Danson and Kristen Bell started in it. Yeah. But it was a f- really fascinating writing. I'm, I'm surprised the network put it on. Yeah, because and it, it was it only lasted four seasons, I want to say. But that's because that's how long the story went. Yeah, it's right? finished. It's yeah. not one of those that got canceled on a cliffhanger. Right. Um, but it's great. The very last episode talks about, you know, that whole thing. What happens to us when we finally decide to move on? Uh, between that one and oh, Defending Your Life, that's another good oh, one. Oh, Defending Your Life is a game changer for me. That's in my top five. That's where I discovered Albert Brooks, who I have yet to let go of. Yeah. I've been stalking him on Twitter for as long as there will be a Twitter. Okay, we're not going to talk about stalking, <laughs> cyber stalking here. That's not a, that's not great. Uh, but yeah, Brian, so I would say give those a look if you're interested. I sure will, and uh, hopefully something I said would be of help uh, to Lisa. Well, definitely. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate um, I, coming from you know, someone who knows his philosophy. That helps me, too. So I appreciate that. Have a great day. Thank you, and have a happy new year. You Happy new year. Bye. That's interesting. My father has a master's in philosophy, and yeah. uh, the everything became about philosophy was the good the good news was i wasn't in trouble very long because <laughs> you know after the yelling would be a discussion of plato and socrates and that could take hours and i considered that my punishment did you say socrates or socrates no it's, it's socrates Socr- i know it's socrates, I'm not keanu reeves <laughs> as much as i would like to be you know plato i want to i want to start um i want to open a um a restaurant called Plato, but in Spanish it's plato, which means plate. Yeah. So, you know, then be people like, it, it would be, uh, we would uh, e- eat and philosophize. I want to have a daycare center called Plato's Plato. Oh, 
Have you been holding on to that one? No, it just popped in my head right now. <laughs> you put, put it back. And, it, and it, wasn't, it had no time to be filtered or edited in any way. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I'm trying to bring a little levity here because it's like, I know, it's um, 20, uh, again, 2022 was kind of a rough year for a lot of folks, whether you had a, a pet pass. I know a lot of friends had a relatives pass. Um a friend of mine on on um, I, um, a friend I call her more than a friend because I know her in person, but I follow her mostly on on um, on social media. Her father passed away. We had quite a few folks losing parents um, in this past year, so it really challenged us. It really, really challenged us um, throughout this past year, which makes me hope, man, twenty twenty three has got to go easy on us, right? Yeah. Well, I think I think we're out of the state of emergency we were in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty was kind of exciting in a way of like, oh my god, I'm home and I'm locked down and I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so I guess I'll binge watch The Good Place. Uh, <laughs> and then twenty twenty one, we were slowly coming up, but we weren't really. You know, you, you'd walk into a store and put on a mask or or not put on a mask. People were vaccinated. People weren't vaccinated. And now I think we've come back out. But, you know, people are still wearing masks. COVID is still happening. So we don't feel like we, we don't feel like we're back to normal. But then again, a lot of our social skills have atrophied, too. <laughs> so I read a I read a report that said that colds feel much more severe now because we wore masks for two years. Right. So our antibodies, which protected us from COVID, were also protecting us from minor colds and flus. So if you did get a cold, you were so unprepared for it right. that you felt almost like you had COVID. And I, I feel like emotionally we've been that. <laughs> that <laughs> we've been so used to staying at home <laughs> and not seeing other people that having to go out and then somebody passes away or someone's angry Ooh. at you. Yeah. You're just taking it in a lot deeper than we would have. It's not like I had the best social skills uh, in the beginning, but yeah, uh, my job entails me dealing with a lot of folks and boy, it, uh, am I having to relearn some hard lessons you know, as yeah. I go along. My job now has gone from 100% remote to coming into Chicago two days a week and I'm having night sweats about <laughs> Oh, geez. I don't know the train schedule anymore. I don't know <laughs> which, which, yes. which line goes to the loop and which doesn't. I used to know. Man, I got a beef with Metro. I'm telling you, when I started taking the Metro in again, I was relying on that web page to tell me the correct, the correct uh, inbound and outbound schedules and it lied to me it lied so if you're if you're from metra uh, it's the milwaukee district west line darn it fix fix your schedules <laughs> yeah, i'm always on the bnsf line and the uh, the biggest thing for that is where the track would get frozen yeah yeah there were several days where we looked at union station for 25 minutes and i'll be stuck at it all right uh call or text us at 773-763-wcpt that's 773-763-9278 how has your year been what did stan lee mean to you and elliot what is that thing that you teased at the top of the hour we're gonna find out next after the break WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. We are driving it home with Patty Vasquez. I am your guest host today, Elliot Serrano, the chief geek officer for uh, Patty Vasquez. Whenever Patty needs someone to come in and talk about pop culture, things that are going on in the worlds of movies, 
uh, entertainment, comic books, and all those sorts of things, she calls on me. And today she called on me to sit in her chair uh, while she took care of some business. She's always taking care of business. So I'm happy to be here today in studio with a fellow uh, uh, geek and um, actually um, I'm pretty uh, um, uh Geez, that had that word there, not proliferous. When you've done a lot of something, depends on if it's a compliment or not. I'm going to help you. A very, you've made a, you've done a lot of podcasting in I your know. day. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Caffeinated Comics is going on its tenth year as a weekly podcast. Uh, we're on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and you can find us anywhere you get podcasts. New episodes on Monday, and you're on this week's episode talking I'm, about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which just dropped on Disney Plus. Yeah, that was just a lot of fun. I was listening to that um, on 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 one of the many different outlets where you can get podcasts. And yes, of course, you can also listen to Driving at Home. With Patty Vasquez, along with all the many other shows that um, you can hear on WCPT 820 AM, I have discovered that all I need to do is tell my smart speaker, play WCPT 820 AM, and boom! There it is. It starts playing whatever's on at that time. Um, but WCPT, Chicago's progressive talk, where people call in to talk about the issues that matter to them. I'd like to think that, you know, we're... Pretty reasonable. You know, we believe in science. We believe in, um, you know, getting along. You know, I think we want to bring people together here at WCPT. I mean, there's a, there's a world out there that – and there are people out there that want to bring you down. They want to drive a wedge. They want to make you look at the person across from you and say that you're less than me and you're, I'm better than you and blah, blah, blah. Well, can I tell you something? I've got a topic. You don't have to point at me when you do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just happen to be right there. Lady V's got... And you think you're better than me. That's it. No, no. Lady V's got all these monitors and stuff. Plus, I know I'm not better than her. <laughs> Lady V also said, leave me alone. Leave, leave us out of this. <laughs> Leave me out of this. But there is something that I think can bring everyone together. I got a topic that I'm pretty sure is going to bring everyone together. All right. Um, it's something that came up again on my social medias in all my different, you know, my little news feed, things that come through that that feed my my squirrel hamster brain that's constantly running, running, running. Um why the 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 truth behind why RC Cola is the best soft drink to have with pizza? Okay, RC Cola. If you live in the city of Chicago, all right, and you've ever ordered pizza from a local pizza joint, and I'm not talking about you know Pizza Hut or Papa John's. Or I'm talking your neighborhood pizza joint, the folks that you went to. And I know, John, I know you're a, a New Yorker, too. You haven't been here as long. No, me. but they have pizza there. Yeah, they have pizza. But th- but here in Chicago, the big thing was thin crust pizza, tavern cut, cut into squares, not in the, not in the triangles. Wait, I know. We've had that argument. Now the show's over. Right. We've had that argument. Well, we've got a break coming up soon. Tavern cut. Yeah, but we're going to get into tavern cut pizza, why that's superior. And we're also going to talk about why RC Cola is the best drink to have with your pizza. Folks, 773-763-WCPT, 773-763-9278. Did you get a bottle of RC Cola whenever you ordered pizza? 
Was it or was it not the best soda you ever had? And if not, what is wrong with you? <laughs> we'll be talking about that after traffic. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. And yes, we're driving it home uh, with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820 AM, Chicago's Progressive Talk. I'm your guest driver today, Elliot Serrano, uh, Chief Geek Officer for uh, Patty Vasquez, and um, pretty much the person she calls on when she wants to talk about all the things nerdy, geeky, and a tad dorky. I know the last time I was in studio with Patty, we were talking about what defines a geek, a nerd, and a dork. If you want to know what that is, you just need to go to the WCPT website and look up the previous shows that you can find and in podcast form at um, on WCPT. WCPT 820 AM. <clears throat> Look for the last time I guested. We talked all about that. I think I was funny and charming. I'm telling you. Was I funny and charming, lady? Okay, she's nodding her head. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm in studio with John Clark of the Caffeinated Comics Podcast, also one of our panelists on the MCU Review. That's a, a podcast that he, I, and two other guests do um, every other week or so, reviewing the Marvel movies starting from Iron Man up until present. I think we left off at Black Panther, I think is the last one. Yeah, we're right about to go into Infinity War. Infinity War, right. It'll take us a long time to do those two. And and there's two films in between Infinity War and Endgame that everyone's forgotten. Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel were both released between... Inside that cliffhanger. Inside that cliffhanger. So we're gonna be. Uh, we're we've been talking about nerdy things. We've been talking about um, pop culture. We've been talking about how the year has been for us. How has 2022 treated us? If you would like to call or text, just call seven seven three seven six three WCPT. That's seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. You can either call in to share uh, your thoughts or send us a text. I have the text screen in front of me here. So if you're if you know, if you don't like really going on air and talking, you know, today's generation doesn't care to talk on the phone. They would rather send a text. I will read your text. I've got the I've got the text line right here in front of me. Um please be kind. Um again, um, I'm 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 very sensitive. I'm not. Ter- I'm very awkward. <laughs> and yet you're broadcasting. And yet I'm broadcasting. Why <laughs> they put me behind the microphone? Seven seven three seven six three WCPT seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight is the number that Judy in Niles just called. I do believe Judy. You know the word that I was trying to come up with to describe John. Yes, sir, I do. Prolific. Prolific. Ah. Okay. There, where, Drew, uh, You're I, crowdsourcing uh, your conversation now. <laughs> My vocabulary. I need help. Thank you. Oh, hey, I, I'm 82, so, I mean, I we hit those things, you know, we, we just about want to tell each other something, and then 
It's gone. I'm telling you, Judy, here's this thing. I don't know. Um, here's the thing that happens between John and I all the time. We will be having conversations. This happens on our podcast all the time. And I will hit like a dead spot in my brain where I can't remember a particular name or, or um, a, yeah, like I did. I can't come up with a word. And it seems like, boom, it always happens to me at like the most awkward times. Like for me, I can never remain, remember the names of certain actors in movies. And it's not until later on I go, Oh wait, it was so-and-so in this. How could I have forgotten that? You know, does that, and when that happens, I say nothing and let the awkward silence fill the room. <laughs> I usually know who it is, too. <laughs> I know, you jerk. I'm like, Pierce Brosnan. I actually woke my husband up in the middle of the night and said, like, John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> He's outside. <laughs> it came in my mind, you know. Yeah, oh, no. Name we were trying to think of. That happens. So, Judy, how has your 2022 been? Uh, not too bad. I, I was when you were talking about those years. I remember the year that I threw my hip out. I have I have hip replacements, but and they're extremely good. But I had been going, you know, in a big soft chair backwards to look out the front window, and I twisted to try to get out and. So if you want to, you know, feel like young hunky guys. This is the way to meet them because the <laughs> are all. <laughs> well, so if you want to get picked up by guys, there you go. Yeah. So, but that year was unbelievable. I can't remember the first couple of things that happened, but you know, illness, crazy things, and then they called me and said a tree had fallen on my cottage. Fortunately, it got caught by another tree. Actually, a tree I don't like caught the other one so it didn't really smash all the way down and we but we it was a pretty penny to have somebody come in on a hill with this great big thing and lift that other one off because no matter where they would have sawed it it would have gone kabunk <laughs> apparently i we didn't get up there for the show everybody was sitting out there watching this <laughs> so you know we entertained everyone with that and then you know i was thinking oh my god this year is finally coming to an end. It was several years ago, as you'll know, when I get to the end, I had, I got out and I was walking on a walker. I had to go vote and I had to go in the back door down a ramp because you can't go down the steps with those things very easily. But I hustled over there and limped in there and voted. And then we got Donald Trump and I thought, <laughs> dear God, what a perfect ending to this awful year. <laughs> yeah, and it was just the beginning. That was right. Judy. Yeah, it was just the beginning. <laughs> My next-door neighbor and I walked outside, and we saw each other, and we just ran over to each other and hugged each other. And I can, it's just, I'm thinking of all the people that might be looking out their front windows and wondering, what is wrong with these two? <laughs> 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 we just cried on each other's shoulders and... How are we going to live through this, man? <sighs> A lot of that folks said that. Awful year. <laughs> Leading my, up to it and that. Here, here's my question, Judy. Uh, the tree that you didn't like so much that kind of helped. Yeah. Did you go to that tree and apologize and say, hey, you know what? You're, you're, I guess you weren't so bad after all. Yeah, I, I, I had to say 
say to it, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it should be a good turn. There you go. I mean, because when you think about it, they're, they're all together. All these trees are in it together, you yeah. know. So Even the tree yeah, learned a lesson. <laughs> I am truly a tree person. I think I've planted more than, I mean, unless you're talking about professional planters. My grandparents, we lost all our oaks. We took down like 75 oak trees out there because they got oak wilt, and that was the end of it. My father was afraid because our cottage is on a hill that it was just going to rain and slide down. No. So we begged, borrowed, and stole, actually, through the night for me. We would drive around the counties up there and dig all kinds of them up. And then my grandma and grandpa heard of this thing through the Wisconsin uh, forestry department that they would sell you for two cents. Uh, so you would spend like two dollars or something and get a hundred saplings of white and oh. red pine. I love that so anything was two cents at some point. <laughs> and you know, we we, we, play, we you, you end up not knowing where to go with them because people now look at the back of my house and say, "Why do you have so many trees close together?" And it's, we thought some of them were going to die. No. So, you know, subsequently we've had a few of them. And the one that fell, I don't think it was one of them. But it, it was a straight-line wind that took it down, too. It just was on a hill, and, and some of the roots had washed out, and it just keeled over. <laughs> but the, I, the one that that caught it was one that we actually found somewhere and planted, I think. So we have quite a variety up there. So, Judy, are what you're trying to tell me is that you are a prolific tree planter. <laughs> yes, I am. Ah, ah. Well, see what I, see, see what I've it? learned. There we go. See what I did there? Several times, and it's yours. There we go. You did the old use it in a sentence. There we go. Yes, use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Judy. I tree in my backyard from a seed. Yeah. I've even done that. Well, I, I'm one of those folks. I like. I read that story, the Giving Tree, and I think at one point the tree, yeah. sh- the tree should have said, "Dude, stop." That was a toxic relationship. <laughs> yes, it was. Had. It was that. It was totally. It, it was abusive. It's the tree was not getting anything back. That's what it's like to be in a relationship with a narcissist. Yeah, that's uh, that guy. I'm like, dude, really. And then the tree is like, here, sit on my stump. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's all I have left. I feel bad for that tree. I bought that for my son because I really like that guy. The guy or the tree? Or the author. Uh, the, oh, the author. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he's a guy he wrote for, he wrote comics for Playboy. Yes. 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 But I, I am now blanking out on his name. Ah, but he was a prolific cartoonist. Was that Charles yeah, Silverstein? I have uh, several of them. The, the perfect piece. Yeah. He wrote. I love that. Well, again, you know, I think we were talking about trees here. And and yeah. and my lack of vocabulary. So Judy, I appreciate you calling in and uh, helping me out there. And um, if anything, taking time out of your your evening to call in and, and share with us. So I want to wish you yours a very happy and safe uh, rest of 2022. That no more trees fall. 
for you. <laughs> oh, please don't. Okay. And that your blessings and all the good things coming your way are prolific. Did I use that right? Ooh, did I do that right? Twice. Now you should never forget that. A prolific. No, that I think I used that in the wrong context, though. But you used it. Though. But I used it. <laughs> no, you can. Just a little bit of poetic license. Plentiful. How about plentiful? Another P word. Will that work? Prosperous. Uh, Prosperous. Plentiful money right now. <laughs> well, then there you go. New roof. Well, your roofs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's get Judy a new roof. Let's do that. All right, Judy, thank you so Nice talking to you, and you both have a great New Year. Thank you, you too. You take care now. You too. Bye-bye. Now, um, man. Okay, here's the thing. Whenever I, I, I'm, I sit in on Patty's show, callers like Judy, you know, just chime in. And it's just so... They're so comforting listening to those voices. You know, you, you listen to someone talk about those things. You're like, oh, wow. That is so. I hope, folks, if you're listening right now and you, you've been just listening to these conversations right now, I am really edified by the whole thing. I'm really enjoying folks calling in. 773 763 9278. 773 763 WCPT. You can call. You can text. Uh, the text lines are open. I can see the text uh, um, screen in front of me. And I know this is going to be the one. I'm going to tell you right now. This is going to be the one that's going to set the radio waves on fire again. Pizza, Chicago pizza. I'm going to tell you right now. I remember as a kid, whenever my parents ordered pizza from the local pizza place, it was, um, it was always, you know, this was before the pizza chains took over, right? This is before, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. You did have Pizza Hut. Then too, but Pizza Hut was more like the place you went to Pizza Hut to eat pizza. You didn't order from Pizza. Like they, Pizza Hut didn't really deliver. Now, do you consider Giordano's and Gino's East chains because they are local Chicago? They are local, but yeah, but I don't. There's a lot of them. Yeah, but I'm talking about the neighborhood pizza place. You know, the Papa. Well, we talk about Papa Joe's and Papa Charlie's and Papa this and Papa that, or you know, um, Sabatino's and you know all these really the Italian sounding you know pizza places. Remember, getting as a kid, I always liked thin crust. Cheese and sausage, okay, because sausage, the, the sausage that came from these local pizza places was always the best. Right now, my go-to is Rosati's. I have the Rosati's by me that I order from all the time. And when you ordered, if you ordered, like, let's say, a large or extra large pizza, you got a free two-liter bottle of RC Cola. It was always free. Well, no, you had to order like so much. You had to, like, if you got the small, you didn't get the, the two liter. Maybe you got the one liter bottle, but you always got RC Cola for free, generally, if you ordered the large pizza. Yeah, I feel like RC Cola would just appear, like it was the herald <laughs> of pizza. That, that if you ordered a pizza, the RC would come unbidden by you. I don't know if the distributor made any money. To announce, to announce the arrival of the pizza. Arrival of pizza, because, no. you know, when pizza's there, because sometimes you have to do that yourself. You get. You have all the kids in the house, and you got to go pizza, and you got to yell up, up the stairs. The RC Cola does that for you because if you see RC Cola, there's no other reason. Right? You'd be like, "Whoa, pizza! Yeah, Who ordered gonna, pizza?" Yeah, and that could be like, "Who's barbecuing?" There's <laughs> RC Cola. <laughs> I mean, because here's the thing: I remember, I remember when getting RC Cola. 
um, uh, with with pizza all the time. And then, yes, I um, this came up on my Facebook. Um, it was the there was an article, and I'm pulling it up real quick here. So if you don't follow me on Facebook, you can always find me at Elliot's Facebook.com slash Elliot Serrano. That's with two L's, two T's, and two R's. And the article comes courtesy of a site called uh, Encyclopizzeria.com. Encyclopizzeria.com. That was the name of my 90s alternative metal album. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. And the, the, the article is uh, RC Cola and Chicago, how the underdog of soft drink came to dominate the second city's pizzerias. And it was that very thing that they realized that if they wanted to compete with Coke and Pepsi and all those, you had to get in with the local neighborhood pizzerias, which is what they did. And you were talking about how much they made. Apparently, um, they, while RC Cola would not confirm what a bottle of, you know, their one liter and two liter bottles cost. Um, one of the local pizzerias said, yeah, this is how much they charge us, and it's way less than Coke and, and Pepsi. So they were like, yeah, we got to get in there because it's, that's how you build what? Brand loyalty. Right. But I'm sorry. I've had Coca-Cola with pizza, with regular pizza. It doesn't taste the same. RC Cola, there's something about RC Cola that's, okay, it's like, um, you ever try making an Egg McMuffin at home? You know, you get all the ingredients of the Egg McMuffin, um, the, the, the English muffin, egg, Canadian bacon, slice of cheese, right? You make it at home. It just doesn't taste the same as when you get one at McDonald's. So something happens. They did something. They engineered it in a particular way where it had to, you had to get it at McDonald's for it to taste the same. They engineered RC Cola to perfectly complement Chicago pizza. Yeah, I think I could get an Egg McMuffin the same way because I had a surly 15-year-old at home. <laughs> and if I forced him to make it, it might come out the same way as a drive through Egg McMuffin. That's a secret ingredient? Yeah. It's the type of person where you say thank you and they go, what do you want for Christmas? Okay. All right. Look, I've, I've been through drive throughs at McDonald's and they've been very pleasant with me for the most part. Oh, there's many, many McDonald's, so you can have many, many experiences. <laughs> Anyway, RC Cola, uh, 773-763-9278. Am I wrong? Is RC Cola the best pizza to have? I mean, best soda to have with pizza? Oh, and do you call it soda or do you call it pop? Oh, well, now we're getting, now we're drawing battle lines. And then we're talking about Tavern Cut versus, there we go. I'm glad these microphones are bolted to the table (laughs) because... It's tavern cut. Why do you want to hold cheese in your hand? Okay, folks, I need folk. I need I need you all to back me up. Gives you a handle. Chicago, back me up on this. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Hit me on a text line. Call in. Tell me why is tavern cut superior? Why is it a thing? We'll talk about it after the break. You're listening to WCPT eight twenty because facts matter. I'm telling you. Um, John, I'm sorry, but Chicago is answering the call right now. From the 224, yes, thin crust cut in squares. 
Why do you want I'm, to cut a round pie into squares? Somebody gets thimble triangles. That's and the best part. Has a yes. big palm full of cheese. Yes, it's great. I love the corners. I'm telling you, if you invite me to your party and it's square cut, I'm taking your corners. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. That's the way of the world. That's the way it is. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight seven seven three seven six three WCPT folks. I know you're rallying here. I want you to talk. I want you to text. I want you to talk. Call in. Send me your messages. Let's flood this. This text line. Let's show this dude from New York. Wait a real. Now you're turning the entire city against me. Well, we don't want to do that. We love <laughs> we love John. We don't, but I, we want to educate him. That's what we're going to do, and we're going to do that. I, I will stand by my uh, yeah, know, opposition right. to tavern cut, though. All right, no, you're going to learn part we, of my platform. We're going to learn you something, and I'm going to learn you something after the traffic. Okay. Tune into the Tom Hartman radio program, your home for news, opinion, and insight, right here on WCPT 820, where facts matter. Chicago's progressive talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. And we are in the home stretch of driving it home with Patty Vasquez. I am your guest host today, Elliot Serrano, sitting in for uh, Patty, who's taking care of business. She's always taking care of business. And she probably should make that a segment, taking care of business. I would think that would be fun. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I have been joined in studio today by prolific podcaster John Clark, the host of the Caffeinated Comics podcast. You can hear on the Radio Misfits podcast network. And we've been talking about uh, the birth, uh, the Stanley's birthday, the effect that Stanley has had on the development of pop culture. We've also talked about what our 2022 has been like. We've had some folks sharing some very heartfelt recollections of, of, of experiences with pets passing, but also the philosophy of what happens to our souls once we pass on, as well as someone talking about how they didn't care for a particular tree until <laughs> it saved their house. And then add to that, they helped me remember the word prolific, which is always always very helpful. But folks, now we're talking into something that I believe is universal, or at least in the city of Chicago. It is the Chicago Pizza Experience. Um, RC Cola coming with pizza. RC Cola uh, being the perfect complement to pizza. Um, we had uh, from the 224, he had texted in earlier, yep, thin crust in squares. We call that tavern cut around here. Mr. Clark, I feel like it's tavern cut because you have to have a couple of beers to want to put your hand in shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, uh, for the for, yeah, that's how we got it when he was a kid. Dad would go down the way and come back with a large sausage with the RC Cola on Fridays. I think that is a very common experience that a lot of people have had. It's on Fridays, I, I think because of the uh, Catholic no meat, but pizza on Friday was always a tradition. Tradition, yeah. Well, get a cheese, cheese pizza. 
You did, even Catholic couldn't get cheese. Well, that's what we do. We get a cheese pizza because we couldn't eat meat. Meat, right? And then of course the the pepper and egg sandwich was another thing. Ooh, that's the thing you would always get that at Al's Italian Beef around Lent. They had the pepper and egg sandwich. You know what I miss more than RC and the pizzeria is the uh, the water fountain of fruit punch. You never see those anymore. You, the, the fruit punch would just be oh cycling. yes, it would yes, be this the big corn tank syrup yeah. aquarium. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, then I worked at a. A burger stand in high school and realized it's just a tank with a tube in the middle <laughs> and if you took the top off it would just shoot all over the ceiling you don't want that. it seemed like magic <laughs> i didn't need to go behind the scenes you didn't need to it. know that i don't need to know how david copperfield made the statue of liberty disappear he darn it off the lights yep. <laughs> <laughs> well we have myrna on the line who wants to talk about uh pizza myrna thank you so much for calling us on uh, driving it home at pa- with patty vasquez how are you today I'm good, thank you, and thanks for bringing up the uh, pizza topic. Uh, just a quick note: um, tavern cut is the way to go. Thank you, thank you. you. I'm going to need reasons. You know, <laughs> this is the top and only reason. New Yorkers fold their pizza slices like it's a taco. It's a pizza slice, not a taco. Okay, man. That's a science. He's bringing science, man. Well, that's because New Yorkers are eating the pizza while they're walking. <laughs> because they don't, they, they're not sitting down to eat pizza. Well, what's your hurry, man? Like, why can't you just eat, sit down and eat and enjoy it? I got to walk 50 blocks <laughs> holding a paint can and singing, staying alive. <laughs> Marina, what was your favorite kind of pizza? Uh, my favorite, uh, there's, well, well, let me make a correction. Yeah. The only time that acceptable for triangles is Domino's and Little Caesars. All right, okay. yeah, I get that, yeah. But, Which is, uh, it's funny because Little Caesars, I mean, I've had the, I've had actual New York pizza in New York. Little Caesars is kind of like trying to do New York style pizza, but not quite. In a way that Hot Pockets is trying to do steak. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm glad Little Caesars is not a sponsor. <laughs> We're not going to nail that, get that sponsorship. <laughs> but now, now this discussion brings up the elephant in the room. What about deep dish? Deep dish is pizza. All right, okay. And a lot of Chicagoans don't consider see, deep dish to be pizza. I call that a distraction. You're trying to distract us from the no, I'm sorry. We're talking about Chicago Beats. I'm that still is there. true. All right. I'm sorry, Marina. You were going to keep. So you were talking about again when it's acceptable to have have a triangle cut. Fine, but what 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 was your next thought? Yeah, deep dish is fine. I, I mean, it's you know, I, people have that thing about oh, it's for tourists. It's the same thing like the idiots who say that you don't put ketchup on hot dogs. It's your own individual choice. You know, don't don't tell me how to eat the hot dog or how to eat a, eat a pizza. What kind of pizza? It's the flavor that counts, not how thick or how thin it is. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Also, no, go on, Mich- I'm going, Marin. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go on. We also walk walk around while we're eating too, and we can handle it. We don't have to fold our pizzas when we're walking with them. Oh, like snap! Burger, fries, or salad while we're walking around rapidly. Okay, because then. All right. And you've given me a lot to process. See here, Myrna, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it, I think it's a sign of maturity on my part that I can finally accept ketchup on a hot dog. I can finally do that. Now, what is, what is the problem with ketchup okay, on let's, a hot dog? Let's, when I was a kid, I used to do it all the time. Let's focus and then on I, the pizza. I found that people were upset. Again, we're, we're getting sidetracked into other issues. This is like Joe Biden's lap, uh, ju, ju, uh, the Biden laptop, okay? You're throwing out stuff here to distract us. <laughs> 
Joe Biden's tavern cut. Opening. They took their laptop and they cut it into squares. Now I'll never get the date off it. Uh, Mirna, uh, what's your favorite pizza topping? I got to get us back on track here. Uh, if it's just one, it would be sausage. But oh. in general, I get sausage, mushroom, and green pepper. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's good. Uh, finally, what was your 2022 like? Uh, not the best, but I've had a lot worse, though. So, you know, made, made do with everything and uh, just had to keep a positive attitude and things seem to be going better. So just going, you know, going into 2023 with the same good attitude. So that is an excellent way of looking at it as an excellent way. I say we go into 2023 nice and slow. Don't startle it. Don't look it directly in the eyes. John, you made an excellent, excellent analogy. How should we treat 2023 when we go into the new year? What should we do in 2023? Treat it like a cat, right? Like put it in a put it in a put it in a bathroom for a few days so it gets accustomed to us <laughs> before we let twenty twenty three wander Check around and make sure it's eating yeah. and then slowly, slowly let it out into the rest of our apartment. <laughs> you know, because we don't want twenty twenty three to get spooked by us and already have a bad. Twenty twenty three has been living under a radiator for a week. <laughs> We don't want that. Marina, thank you so much for calling and for sharing and for backing me up on that pizza. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys for a good show. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good 2023. And then just don't stare at it. Just walk away slowly. (laughs) Just make sure it's not, you know, startled easily. Because these new years, when they come in, they're a little little touchy there. They're babies. They're not sure. Right. And then sometimes it's just built into them. That skittishness about them is just built in. And it's so cold when they start. Yeah, it is. It's like, gee. Nobody wants to do anything in January, much less January. No. <laughs> All right. We've got Michelle on the line. Michelle and Schaumburg also wants to talk about pizza. Michelle, thank you so much for calling yes. calling us. Uh, what did you, uh, what, uh, I'm curious, uh, tavern cut or, or, or triangle? I, it depends on the thickness of the pizza because I do sometimes get the deep dish, even though that's not the go-to. All right. So if you get a deep dish, it's got to be triangles. But kind of have, yeah, you have no yeah. choice really. You can't do, no. you can't do squares for, for deep dish. There's a place work. by me uh, called Nana's, which makes a really bready pizza. So it's, it's not quite a deep dish, yeah. but it's thick. You, uh, we've had, we've it had it. Yeah. It's actually and, quite good. And yeah. that, that is a pie cut. Yeah. That is a pie cut. You have to do the pie cut. I'm yeah. sorry, Michelle. What else but did generally, you? Generally, if I do my thin crust. Mm-hmm. It's squares. What is your go-to thin crust? Like, which is your favorite? Well, right now, it's the Lou at Lou Malinati's. That one is pretty good. Yes, the, the thin crust at Lou's is pretty good. Um, but um, um, my next question, though, is what do you drink with it, given a choice between RC Cola and Coca-Cola? Oh, it would definitely be RC. All right, there we go. On childhood. All right. It's always with pizzas. All right. We are of the same tribe, Michelle. I was afraid you were going to throw me a curve there and say something like s- no. slice. <laughs> um, my friend now owns slice. Oh, so really? So you should drink slice. <laughs> 
I stopped by the music box. It's in Chicago now. Oh, well, maybe we can get him as a sponsor. You know, we didn't say anything about him, but Slice, we're complimenting Slice. <laughs> Have Slice with a Slice. You know, <laughs> oh. oh, now we need to walk away from it. We need to walk away. <laughs> oh, it's, it's only Wednesday, everyone. And the year is almost out. Uh, Michelle, what was your, I'm sorry. Um, and looking at 2022, um, um, I'm sorry. Is there, is there anything about this year that really stood out for you? Um, it went by very fast for me. Didn't it? Though. Didn't it go by fast? I'm telling you, yes, I yes. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> I mean, everyone's like hitting on all my little all my little chords here. I'm like, yes, that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, and I and I finally got the COVID this year. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so, yeah, but it wasn't bad. All right. So, well, I'm hope, but, uh, hoping you're feeling better. Well, Michelle, I'm up against the break here, so I want to thank you very much for calling and sharing with us and for having a laugh. I hope that you that you get better and that you have a great 2023. Thank you. you take care now. We will be wrapping things up after the break. WC, uh, 773-763-WCPT, 773-763-9278 is how you can call and text. We will be back in just a minute. Because facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. And we are in the home stretch of Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. I have been your guest host today, Elliot Serrano, the chief geek officer for Patty Vasquez Incorporated. And um, I've been joined in studio by prolific podcaster and a good friend, really. We we joke, we mess with each other all the time, but it is always from a place of love. Um, John Clark of the Caffeinated Comics podcast, which you can hear on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We went off air, I mean, not off air, but when, you know, when the commercials were rolling and you guys, I, I don't know, too bad the, the Facebook page isn't um, streaming us as we're on because it seemed like it, it, it we almost came to blows. Got heated. It got heated. But then I actually agreed with John on one thing, which is if you cut tavern cut sometimes and you're and you're with a bunch of people, you end up with a less than desirable piece for yourself. You know? Yeah, there, there's there's scraps left in the, end of the <laughs> tavern cut. The middle, you know, it's like even when you order a sausage and you get that one in the middle that's like more cheese, and there's like maybe a little piece of sausage on the corner, and then when you pull it up, that piece of sausage gets pulled off by another piece next to it, and you're like, ah. There's so many more instances of pulling the pieces apart, and one piece gets all of the cheese. <laughs> it's true. It's true. See if you cut if you cut into pie cut, you just have to divide by eight. By my eight, uh, uh, you New Yorkers <laughs> with your sensible sensible thought. Anyway, See, every time I win, you got to throw where I'm from <laughs> to get the audience back on your side. Well, it's not that I want them on my side. It's just I also have to keep reminding myself that the guy who lived in the neighborhood where the first uh, 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 where Spider Man Homecoming was filmed, and yes, you Spider Man goes through my. Uh, subway station uh, in the beginning and uh, he the high school he is at uh, the vice principal has uh, is a childhood friend of mine 
Since I have a lot of connections to Spider-Man and Stan Lee. And Stan Lee, yeah. So I keep remembering that. I can't say that. I was also in an issue of Spider-Man, but no one knows. <laughs> a friend of mine wrote a story and said, I named this character John Clark. No one says his name. <laughs> he doesn't look like me. But, but, but he's in there. framed in my apartment. <laughs> I, I was in an issue of um, of a miniseries I did. The artist dropped me in and had my uh, had my buddy Brandon Jerwa basically strangling me, like killing me <laughs> in the in the comic, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, but the the topic before we are gone for the day um, and for 2022, at least uh, John and I, has been pizza, Chicago pizza, and Roosevelt is on the line with some thoughts. How you doing, Roosevelt? Elliot, thank you for taking my call, my friend. Happy New Year to everybody out there, and also to you. And listen, you guys have been talking about the most popular places where you guys frequent. But has anybody out there had home run in pizza from home run in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I used to work, live down there. I lived in Canaryville, which is right next to the Bridgeport area, which is where one of the first home run-ins are. It's like in 35th and I forget where. And we used to go to home run-in pizza. I will say home run-in pizza is great when you have it there. But, I mean, they're frozen. It's nothing to sne- sneeze at. Yeah, yeah no. See, I've had the frozen way more than I've been into a home run-in. And my uh, my nine-year-old, who eats nothing, uh Gets really excited if we have home run in. If I have like a home run in and a DiGiorno's, he'll only go to the home run in. So they they make a really decent frozen. Oh, it is pretty good. And has anyone yeah. Roosevelt tell me have you tried the the recipe with the home run in pizza with roasted corn on it? Like if you buy the no, no I haven't. But thank you for suggesting. Yeah, you... I must say this since you guys since you guys mentioned frozen pizzas. I don't know why or where I got this idea, but every time I get a pizza, like such as a home run in pizza, I always have to top it, open up a can of green beans, and I top it with green beans. Don't ask me why or where I got it. I really want to ask you why. (laughs) No, no, no. And then here's another one, guys. From home run in, the original, I I believe it's 31st. My cousin used to work there. That's about, oh, my God. 40 years ago, 30 years ago. But anyway, did you guys ever have spinach pizza from Home Run Inn? Yes. The actual restaurant. Yeah, that one's a good one. Yes. That one I've had. That one is is good, too. Yes. Because they have a very fresh, fresh spinach. It's very, they season it. Maybe that's where I got the idea of uh, green beans. Because, because let me tell you, this one girl I dated, she says, you got to try this uh, Spanish pizza from here for home run in. I tried it, and believe me, I, I didn't mi- miss the, uh, uh, you know, the sausage, the, you know, the, the, the basic pizza with sausage. But let me tell you that uh, that Spanish pizza was pretty good. Yeah. So, so maybe that's why I got the idea of the green beans. But let me close it with this, Elliot. The best pizza I've ever had in my life was in Monterey, Mexico, shrimp pizza. I couldn't believe it. My friends told me, go order the pizza. Make sure you get shrimp pizza. You're going to be surprised. Let me tell you, that was fantastic pizza. Well, what kind of crust was it? 
Just regular. Like a thin crust, a thick crust, like the hand toss, like what kind? No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't thick, and it wasn't thin. I know what you guys are talking about, the ultra-thin or the yeah. you know, Neapolitan type of thing. But no, this was just regular crust, nothing crazy. But what kind of cheese? See, now I'm already in my head trying to figure out how I can make this at home. So what I kind? Have no idea. I have no idea. But yeah. let me tell you, Elliot, it was pretty good. To me, it was the best pizza I've ever had. All right. Was it tavern cut or pie cut? It was pie cut. All right. All right. Well, Roosevelt, thank you for uh, planting that seed in my brain now. Now I'm going to have to figure out a way to make or get shrimp pizza somewhere and, 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 and experience it. I don't know. I don't know where you could get it, but, you know, let me tell you, we're in Chicago, so... More than likely, somebody's got that. Somebody's got it for sure. All right, buddy. As always, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Thank you. You know, the good thing about frozen pizza, it's, you can cut it any way you want to. If you want to make it a Tim Burton swirling <laughs> spiral, <laughs> no one's going to stop you. And it'll be like one just infinite, one long piece. Like you yes, that's it. called Skellington Cut. Like skeleton Cut. <laughs> It's like a fruit by the fit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that has been, I'm telling you, that has been, uh, wow, we are all out of time. We're done, it looks like. And, John, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining me today in studio. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. This was a ball. This went by like that. Like that. And for those who were concerned about, you know, why is this guy in studio again? Who knows? They might go, oh, we can't let this guy do that again. He's <laughs> like, pizza? That's it? Just pizza? <laughs> I'm telling you, people get political about their pizza. I'm telling you. Gee, money, Christmas. Um, but, yeah, uh, thank you, everyone, from the text line. Connie's Pizza, just east of Halston and 26th Street, and Benny's on 18th in Pilsen. Connie's is good. Connie's is good. Yeah. You can get that frozen, There's a too. Connie's in McCormick Place. Thank you, Raina, for sharing that. Um, so, uh, John, before you go, where can people learn more about you and follow you? Well, you can follow me at Not In My Book on Instagram and on Twitter for as long as there's a Twitter. I'm trying not to go on Twitter, but, <laughs> but I am there. Uh, but probably the most active place is on Facebook because we're getting old. Uh, so if you go to Facebook.com slash Caffeinated Comics, that's where we post all things that are fit to geek. And then you can listen to the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. As uh, you like to say, you can ask Alexa, but you can go to Apple or Amazon or Stitcher uh, or Blueberry. We're on all of the all of the networks. And this uh, this particular uh, episode of the Patty Vasquez Show will also be made available as a podcast in the future. So to everyone who's been listening, to everyone who called in, to everyone who's had their opinions, I want to say thank you very much for letting me be here, letting me share this afternoon. Thank you to Patty for, again, trusting me with her show and letting me um, um, bring my own brand of talk to, uh, to her show. Also, a Big thank you to WCPT uh, for, again, allowing me to be here and um, just talk about the things that I care about and that obviously a lot of folks care about. So I really appreciate that. Folks, um, and this is probably the last time you're going to hear me in 2022. So I want to wish you all, you and yours, a very happy, healthy and safe new year. Please look after yourselves, look after your pets, look after each other. Coming up next is... Uh, uh, the Devil's Advocate here on WCPT.